Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe and never miss an episode. For many small business owners right now, I get it. It's quite tough out there. Sales are quite thin on the ground potentially for you. It can be harder getting that close, harder getting that final signature. I know a lot of business owners who are having some great conversations with prospects. Everything seems to be going well. And then at the last minute, something happens. It gets put on hold. Somebody else enters the equation For whatever reason, the deal then slips away or just hangs in the air, slowly decaying. We're in a tough time of year. Obviously, we have everything going on in society, everything going on with the economy. Um, On top of that, of course, it's uh, coming to the end of the summer holidays. And accumulatively, it's creating a lot of uncertainty in probably yourself, but certainly also in your prospects and your clients. And therefore, it can be harder to, to get the deal. And If you're not making the money you need to make or not making the money that you used to make, if the sales conversations aren't as frequent as you used to have, and maybe if you're getting pushed back on price, etc. a lot at the moment, it's easy to fall into the trap of being subservient to your prospects, being subservient to your clients. And this really isn't any good, not for you or for them. The truth of the matter is you must approach every deal as a partner. You must go into every relationship with your client as a partner. There's a reason they've got you in for the meeting. There's a reason they're hearing you out. There's a reason they've hired you and that puts you on an equal footing. But too many small business owners, they go in there with their hands out like a begging bowl because they haven't got enough money. They haven't got enough deals. They haven't got enough clients. They haven't got enough prospects on the go right now, you know, and because of their own uncertainties, their own doubt, their own anxieties and worries, Instead of going in there as an equal, as a partner, they're going in there with their begging bowl held out. You know, please, sir, please, can I have some business? Please, can I have some money? And uh, no matter how you kind of dress it up and no matter how much you try to fake it, if there's a part of you, you know, in the back of your head that's anxious about losing the deal, worried about losing the deal, worried about not getting the money, that's literally kind of the energy you're going to bring. So I want you to imagine for a moment, imagine that you don't need the deal. I want you to imagine for a moment that you've got all the business that you need. I want you to imagine for a moment that your bank is in the black and looking healthy. I want you to imagine that you've got a nice long list of prospects. I want you to imagine for a moment, you know, going into the next deal without needing the deal, without needing the money. How would you approach that differently? How would you handle yourself in that next sales conversation, that next sales meeting? How would you handle yourself in the next time that you deliver your products or your services to that client? Imagine the mindset shift you'd have. Imagine for a moment you just don't need the business. You would be going in there thinking, you know what? Am I right for you? Are you right for me? Is this business going to be good for me? Is the price right for me? You'd go in there and your whole attitude would be one of, 
I'm here. I'm here to help you solve your problem. What can I help you with? They'd be sitting there saying this, that and the other. And you wouldn't be hired by them. You wouldn't be employed by them. You wouldn't be subservient to them. You'd be a partner with them trying to help them solve a problem, help them gain an outcome. You wouldn't be scared to walk away if the price wasn't right. You wouldn't be scared to walk away if the client wasn't right, if the dynamic wasn't right, if the relationship didn't feel right. And whilst I'm not going to encourage you to necessarily walk away from business right now because you might not be able to, I want you to carry yourself in that way. I want you to take on that mindset because when you go in there subservient, when you go in there with your begging bowl, it's a bit like the desperate singleton at the bar looking at the beautiful girl on the other side of the room and he's so desperate and so needy and so desperate to be liked by her that there's nothing attractive in that at all. And even if for some crazy reason she still finds him attractive even in that kind of mindset, the relationship that started from that place would never work out. It would never work out where he's putting her on a pedestal, where she's too good for him. So you imagine going into your next client, imagine dealing with the clients you currently have. Instead of putting them on a pedestal, they've got the money, you're working for them, you're beholden to them because your life is dependent on them throwing money down to you. Instead of that, only imagine going in there, bringing a solution to them, understanding that they have the problem, that you have the solution to that problem. You are valuable to that client. And I want you to imagine going in there knowing that you're their equal. This is particularly hard if you know, you're a one-man band or a small business and you're going in and you're pitching to a much, much bigger business. It can automatically put you on that back foot. It can automatically feel that you're subservient to them, that you're second to them, that you're not as valuable as them. It can be really intimidating to go into those deals and you wear your intimidation in a way that they can, they can see it, they can smell it. And it's not they're bad people. It's not they're going to exploit you or take advantage of you. It's just you're not meeting them on equal terms. And you know in any relationship in life, if you don't meet on equal terms, that relationship is always going to be thwarted. So take a quick look. Look at how you're handling yourself. Look at how you're thinking. Look at your mindset right now. Look at how you're approaching your sales. Look at how you're approaching prospects. Look at how you're approaching the market. Look at how you're approaching your current clients. Is there a subservience in you? Now, we're here to serve. That's what service-based businesses do. But just because we serve does not make us subservient. Just because we serve, that doesn't mean that we are servants. We're here to serve, to help, to support. But we're here to do it together. We're here to do it for them. They've hired you or they're looking at hiring you because you have the expertise, you have the skill set, you have the ability that they lack. So it doesn't matter if you're a 50k business and they're a 50 million pound business, the fact that they don't have the necessary skills, resources and assets to be able to solve the problem that you solve and they're coming to you or looking to you because you do have that skill set automatically puts you on a level footing. In fact, in the area that you're working on, you should be the boss. In the area that you've come in to solve, they should be subservient to you. So if you're a marketing expert and you've come in to troubleshoot a particular part of their marketing, it doesn't matter if they're a million pound business and you're only a 25k business, but if you're the expert in resolving Facebook ads, if you're the expert in resolving content strategy, if you're the expert in the technical aspects of building funnels, 
It doesn't matter how small you are, how big they are. The bottom line is they should be listening to you. When you say this is how we should do things, they should be doing what you say to do. They should be taking their lead from you. You should be the one controlling the project. You should be the one leading the project, leading the client. Every single deal that I go into, it's done on equal footing. It's done as a partnership. The money is irrelevant. The money is the transaction. You have to pay me to get me in here. That's it. Once I'm in there, I lead the part that I lead. This is why you've got me in there. I'm the expert. I'm the one that's going to solve your problem. Together, we are going to get you through this. Together, we're going to get you to the other side. Together, we're going to get you the outcome that you want. So at the moment, you might not feel you can go in there and lead that client, especially if they're a big client, but at least go in there and meet them as equals, as a partnership. And then once you get your confidence in your self-esteem, once you realize your true value to your clients, it's not about dominating them. It's not about them being subservient to you. It's about you going in and leading the way to the solutions that you've been brought in to solve. Regardless of what your business, regardless of what you do, fundamentally, the reason you're being employed is because you have something that somebody else needs. If you're selling a product, it's because you have a product that somebody else needs or wants. And if they need it or they want it, this doesn't make you subservient. So get out of your head of subservience. Get the begging bowl out of your hands. Go in there and meet them as an equal. Go in there and meet them as a partner. I always said growing up that one day I'll get myself into the boardroom. And this was not looking likely. If you looked at my career path, you know, it's gone from various self-employed endeavors to some kind of off-the-wall vocations. And it's all varied and creative. And there was, you know, ultimately, there's no way that I was going to ever end up in the boardroom. I was never going to be a CEO. I was never going to go and be a business leader in a big corporate, right? Very obviously, that's not where I fit in. I don't look the part. I don't sound the part. And I'm certainly not the part. And it was a number of years ago when I was walking into this particular boardroom to go in there and sort out the team dynamics. And I'm there with the CEO and I'm there with the head of marketing, the head of human resources, the head of finance. And I'm there and I'm standing there in jeans and a T-shirt and a pair of trainers. And they never knew really quite what to make of me. And they're all in their suits in this board table. And I'd go in there and I'd get to the root of the real problems in their businesses by breaking down the individuals that make up the team, by breaking down the, the suits and the ties and all the business bullshit to get to the humanity that was in the room to understand the fragility in the room, the vulnerabilities in the room, the fears and the doubts in the room, the lack of trust that was in the room. I used to often talk about, you know, the cavemen in the room, you know, understanding that we're all sitting there looking, you know, like intelligent human beings, but fundamentally there's this, there's this animal inside of us, this prehistoric animal that if it's triggered, will go, right? And, you know, the fears and the threats and the attack and the, the, the bullying behavior, this, you know, all these kind of things. And I always remember when I eventually got myself into the boardrooms, you know, and I never wanted to work for the company. And I thought I could never fit into a company dynamic like that, a big blue chip company. But when I was there, you know, I realized my value. I realized my worth. Here I was standing with people who had 20 years, 30 years of being CEOs of global um, blue chip businesses, one of them in particular. 
And I'm in there with financial directors and people that were older than me and people that dressed a damn size smarter than me. But they're there listening, hanging off my every word because fundamentally, with all their experience, with all their money, with all their size, with all their might, fundamentally, they didn't have a solution to their problem. The problem that they had, the culture in the senior management team and therefore the culture throughout the business, they just didn't have it. And therefore, the fact that there's this scruffy oik coming in with an earring and a tattoo and a really weird, varied background, the fundamental truth was, I went in there as an equal, I went in there as a partner, I went in there to solve their problem, I had the solution. And because of that, they listened. They listened and they took action on what I said. So it's really important that you understand this because I promise you at the beginning, when I was walking into those sort of boardrooms with those kind of heavy hitters, I was intimidated. Our business wasn't making the money it is right now. I didn't have the credibility that I have right now. And fundamentally, I didn't have the maturity that I have right now. And I went in there and there was a, a sense at the beginning that I didn't deserve to be there, that kind of imposter syndrome. And all of that meant that people didn't take me seriously. And people you know, wouldn't pay you your worth because fundamentally, you didn't ooze the confidence that they needed. You know, they didn't respect me. They didn't respect what we were doing. Now, this didn't last for really long, I promise you, because very quickly, that feeling is very uncomfortable and you can realise that I'm not having the impact that I know I can have. So very quickly, you address that problem. And it wasn't long before I had this whole premise, this whole mindset I'm sharing with you right now, which is to go in as an equal, go in as a partnership. Now, I don't do big companies anymore. I've dedicated my life to small business owners, whether that's, you know, people just starting out, people doing their first 30, 40, 50K in business or businesses doing hundreds of thousands or maybe some millions, right? But that's as big as I go these days. I remember the last business I went to pitch at some years ago, it was a 20 million pound business. And again, I was going to go in there to sort out the culture of the senior management team that was flawed, it was broken, um, it was acknowledged that it was an issue. And I went in there and I blew away the, the heads of departments and they said, well, you're in. If you can get past the financial director, you're in. Went in and saw the financial director. Pretty tough cookie to crack, but he got it. He understood what I was doing. He respected me. I went in as an equal with this guy. We won the business as far as we were concerned. Before we started, the owners came over from America and they said, we'd just like you to meet the owners before you start doing the work. I met the owners and they came in like a bunch of fucking dickheads. These two guys just came in and they just saw me as a service provider. They had no background on what we were doing and they you know they were questioning me and quizzing me and challenging me and after about 10 minutes of this I turned around and said sorry I'm, I'm a bit confused here as far as I'm concerned we're doing the work for you I've been told that we're in and they were like well we just want to and the whole energy that these two guys brought were we're the big owners we're the big business instantly I realized where some of the major problem in this business was it wasn't a senior management team it was the two owners that owned the business. Now, I'm not saying the management team didn't have its own issues, but just like when you find a troubled teenager, you don't have to look too far to see where some of the responsibility lies, which is in the parent. Not because they're bad parents, it's just they don't necessarily know and understand the impact that they're having on that child. It's the same with business owners. You've got a troubled employee, quite often you'll find some links of responsibility back to the manager. That's not to say it's the manager's fault. It's not saying the employee doesn't have their own issues. But sometimes what you'll find, a lot of the time, is there's going to be threads of responsibility that go up to the parent, to the business owner, to the business leader, to the manager. And therefore, it's not uncommon 
that the spotlight starts to shine on those people as being responsible for some, if not many, if not sometimes even all of the issues that you're having in a business. In this particular certain case, one guy came in pretty fucking obnoxious. I mean, I don't know, they had a very different idea of what I have in terms of building this relationship. They saw they were paying me, they were, you know, I was there to work for them and that's just not true. You've got a fucking problem and I'm here to solve your problem for you. And whilst you're paying me money, I'm going to give you my time, my energy. My, that's irrespective. Bottom line is, I'm coming in to help you lead your business to become a more successful business. And the first guy didn't see it. I went in there. I had probably about a 20-minute argument with him. I pushed back on him. Uh, I got to the point where I thought, you know what? I don't even want this fucking business, so I'm just going to spar with the guy. I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to use this as a self-esteem-boosting training session so I stood my ground I pushed back on him I told him what I thought they were doing wrong already and I told him how I disagreed with him and uh, I won him over and he had a newfound respect for me and as far as he was concerned he was done and then also number two steps up now this guy was uncrackable I got to a point 20 minutes into having this conversation with him we're basically having an argument and I basically said to him, I said, I think you should do it yourself. He said, I don't want to do it myself. I said, well, I don't think anyone else can do it for you because you're incapable of somebody else coming in here and solving this problem the way they want. You want them to do what you want them to do. And that's not going to solve the problem. If you know what you want to do, I think you should be doing it. He took that quite badly. And we had a bit of back and forwards. And in the end, I turned around him and said, you know what? I'm not your guy. I said, I can solve your problem. I can do what you need to be done. I've convinced everybody else in the team that we're the right people to come in here and solve this problem. But the bottom line is you want to puppet me. You want to tell me what to say, tell me what to do. You want me to do what you want me to do. Well, if you know what to do, you should be doing it. If you, if you don't want to do it, then you should let someone else do it their way. And if you are doing it and it's not working, evidently, you, you need to be open for somebody else to do it. Needless to say, I didn't get the business, okay? However, I did leave with self-esteem intact and, in fact, my self-esteem was through the roof. Rather than rolling over to this big client, rather than, you know, losing the deal, rather than doing anything, you know, in order to get in there and work with this big company, it's a big name company, you'll almost certainly know it. And, you know, rather than, you know, damaging my own self-esteem in order to win the business, in order to do work that was wrong for me in the way that was wrong for me, instead of that, I pushed back asserted myself in all the right ways. I wasn't a delinquent. I wasn't rude. I wasn't disrespectful. I just stood my ground, said my piece as an equal. We had a back and forwards and that was that. And I pulled us out of the deal. And I told him it wasn't for us. I told him I didn't want the business. And I said, if you resolve this problem or if you're happy for me to come in, you know, go and find someone else. If it doesn't work, come back to us. And uh, if you're willing to let me do it my way, then let's talk again, right? It never happened, right? Now, the truth of the matter is, that would have been a disastrous, disastrous client to win. Can you imagine that energy at the beginning where they want me to do what they want me to do the way they want me to do it? They've got a problem which they haven't solved yet. I then have to be so subservient to them that I have to roll out basically the mechanics that they want me to roll out in the way they want me to roll it out with the wording, I mean, honestly, they were checking my wording on things, my models. They wanted me to change my analogies. And I'm like, well, I don't even know why I'm here. 
And I think I said that at one point. I don't even know why I'm here. I'm not sure why we're having this conversation. I thought it was a done deal. So, yes, we lost out on the deal. It would have been worth tens of thousands to us, maybe even more. However, the bottom line was really simple. It wasn't good business. They weren't the right people for me. I could have helped, but I certainly would never have been able to help given the restrictions being placed on me. And I certainly wasn't going to hold up my begging bowl saying, please, sir, please, throw me some money, throw me some coins. It's really important in business, okay? I know it's hard to say no to people and it's hard to walk away from a deal. But I want you to imagine, you know, going back to that bar scene with our desperate young lad who's single and he spotted the woman of his dreams across the bar. You know, desperation is not an attractive trait. And if it is an attractive trait, you don't want to be anywhere near the person that finds that attractive. It's not going to win anyone over. It doesn't demand respect. And if you don't demand respect or command respect, then you're starting in a subservient position. You're putting them on a pedestal. You're begging. And when you're in that position, you're going to lose way more often than you're going to win. So when you get yourself into the place where you're willing to lose, willing to walk away, willing to step away, when you're willing to stand your ground, when you're willing to be an equal, when you're willing to say, look, together we are partners and we will solve this together. When you're willing to lead the solution to their problems, when you're willing to assert yourself in a way to get the result that you know that you can get, when you're willing to do all those things, you'll command respect, you'll command higher rates, you'll win more business. Yes, you'll walk away from some, yes, you'll lose some, but fundamentally you'll win more and you'll win more of the right business. And maybe even more important than all of that, your self-esteem is intact, your self-confidence is intact. And when you carry that into the next sales meeting, when you carry that into the next client, that is tangible. Nice one, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, take what you need to take from this. Make it relevant to you. Apply it as you need to apply it. I'm not saying you should walk away from deals. I don't know where you are at the moment right now. What I'm trying to do is get you into a different state of mind to give you that mindset shift, that attitude adjustment, the confidence, the self-esteem in order to go out there and do yourself proud, do your business proud and go out there and win the right business, get the result that you can get and fundamentally to serve yourself, serve your business, serve those people that mean the most to you, but also to serve your clients and to serve the wider market, the wider community. If you are a small business owner and you've yet to hit 100K in turnover, then you can make that happen for yourself. The Six Figure Fast Track is a webinar. It's waiting for you right now, completely free of charge. I take you through the Six Figure Mindset the six-figure business model and the six-figure methodology that you need to have in place in order to take your business to 100K or more in the next 12 months or less. Many people have done this before you and you could well be the next person. So instead of going from 20 and thinking, I'll be happy if I can hit 30, instead of being 30K and having your begging bowl out there saying, please, can you get me to 40? Instead of that, let's take control, let's take charge, let's start to lead our business and let's start looking at how we can go from 20K to 50K to 100k how we go from 50k to 100k plus i've had people members in my success groups and my extreme growth masterminds who've gone from 50k to well over 100k in a year then gone from over that 100k to over 200k the following year in fact one member went from 150k to 350 750 to 1.5 million to 2.2 million and onwards and upwards he also now has a number of six-figure businesses all doing over 100k these are like hobby businesses on the side you can do it 
to your first mission, get your business over that 100K. Once you hit 100K, you can start to build the lifestyle business you want, or if you want to start building that empire, you can do it from there as well. So if you're serious about growing your business, you're serious about making some money, if you're serious about taking your business to that 100K revenue or more, get yourself on the six-figure fast track. You'll find it at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop the link in the descriptions as well. You'll also see some links there to other resources for you. Go and check out my website. There's loads of resources there for you, all completely free charge. Don't forget, there's also another 178 episodes of this podcast if you haven't listened to all of those as well. I'm absolutely committed to helping you, the small, ambitious business owner, to achieve the results and achieve the success that you deserve given the sacrifices you make, the effort you put in, and all the good that you do. Until next time, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.